Welcome to episode five of Oscar Wants a Sausage, your uh, weekly dose of nonsense from myself, Owen Marshall, and my co-host Matthew Henderson. Hello. Today in the uh, well, today we're we're on the uh, on the road. We're we're in Guildford in uh, my good friend Frog in in his basement because uh, it's Halloween and we're uh, doing a spooky uh, show. Spooky special. <coughs> Hello, Frog. Hello, guys. Hi, yeah. Welcome. Are you are you are you, uh, are you a, a big celebrator of uh, Halloween? Uh. Not offhand. I have been when I was a kid. I used to be in Canada as sort of do the trick or treating thing. But uh, yeah, I get pulled out occasionally to do do my thing. Do you get do you get many? Uh, it doesn't strike me as the kind of place where you get many trick or treaters down here. Oh, I get my neighbours' kids coming round. Um, it's pretty scary down here, though. Yeah, I, I was pretty scared. I tried to hide from them, but then I realised that they, yeah, no, I was no, hiding we... underneath the sink. They could see me. So I, I think <clears> you were saying just coming down oh, right. to, to your house is because it's so dark at night. Yeah, it's oh, that, quite that spooky. Lane. And yeah, it is. It was well, an old old place. It's... It seems to get really misty and quite eerie out there. You know. It's yeah. Just, well, a... that's right. People have been trampling along here for at least a thousand years. It's uh, part of the old pil- pilgrims' route. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a very old sort of uh, yeah old trail people have been walking mm. on. So um, just to just to clear something up, I thought I thought we'd start with this. Um, I think one of the questions our listeners might have is 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 Frog your real name? Uh, Frog is not my unreal name. Okay, that's cleared that up. Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what my real name is. To be but honest. it's not your birth name, shall we say? Well, it's not the name that was given to me on a birth on a piece of paper that you know was sort of typed out when I came out of my mother. No. Uh, how how did how did Frog come about? What's the origin of Frog? Uh, it's not nothing uh, particularly uh, bizarre. I didn't have. You know, my first sexual experience wasn't with a frog, contrary to some people's <laughs> suspicions. Uh, I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I took tapioca to school one day uh, when I was about 12 or 13. You know what tapioca is, Matt? I know the name. I can't remember. Is it? It's like a, is it a pudding or something? Yeah, it's a pudding. That's right. I think it's a traditional British schoolboy's pudding, actually. But, yeah. Um, Really yeah, I, yeah. So I took that. Uh, it's a sort of seed. I think it's actually poisonous if you eat the seed uncooked. But right. if you cook the seed, then you end up with this kind of splodgy mess, which is a pudding. And uh, the the pudding itself is uh, like, like a it looks like frogs' eggs. So right. Okay. The kids okay. sort of said to me, um, "Oh yeah, well, what's what's he what's he eating?" And I said, "It's frogs' eggs," and that was it. Really, it's sort of. <laughs> So it's a nickname that's stuck from... Well, yeah, it's it kind of stuck from there, and then I realised I was getting beaten up less by being called Frog than by being called my other unreal name. So uh, I, I sort of, um, yeah, I, I kind of started to adopt it, or it adopted me. Mm-hmm. And over the pro- process, uh, over the sort of well, course of events uh, with Frog, I started to realise that frogs were actually um, quite interesting animals, mm-hmm. or I found them interesting mm-hmm. in the sense that they uh, symbolise... Uh, transformation from one state to another, not unlike a butterfly. Like if you've like got the um, kissing the princess kissing like, the frog thing. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. Um, and the uh, I think a- ancient Celtic tradition holds that uh, 
there's sometimes a, a, a stone, a philosopher's stone in a frog's head. Right. Um, but yeah, they're, they're very much symbols of transformation. If you look at through most cultures, you'll find that. Uh, and of course, like they've even got a psychedelic edge to them. They're known to sit on toadstools and mm. toadstools mm. being psychedelic. And um, uh, also, obviously, the uh, Aborigines in Australia, um, mm -hmm. they lick their, their toads and, and get high. So yeah. there's uh, something kind of a bit spooky about frogs and toads, it seems. And then where, where the sort of evolution of that is, you know, with your music and also your YouTube channel... It's called Planet Frog. Where did the planet come in, get involved? Yeah, I, it's a weird thing, actually. I, uh, I it, it just turned up around sort of the 90s, I think. I, I, I had this sort of vision at one point that we're, we're, all, we're all kind of like planets and we're all in orbit of each other's planets. And so uh, we would be, today we'd be with Planet Owen and Planet Matt and Planet Frog, you know, and uh, Planet Oscar wants a sausage, and Planet Oscar <laughs> wants a sausage, yeah, and all the moons of audiences that are yeah, circle around right. the, uh, well, the there's planet. Not, there's not that many moons of audiences <laughs> there in reality. Well, we, we, well, last week we worked out we had three, <laughs> but so. you know, I, I realised I was getting really down last week, right? Because I sort of worked out that we hadn't gotten many listeners, and 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 then I realised that you know. When I was a, this all started when I was a kid and I was given a tape deck recorder and I started recording myself pretending to be a radio DJ because I always wanted to do that. And, yeah. You know, there was never an audience then. I mm. just used to play it back to myself. Mm. So yeah, right. it's about doing it for the love. And, you know, if people listen to it, that's great. But, you know, I do like that I can put it out there on the internet and if people do want to dig it, then they can dig it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You know? Great oaks start from small nuts. So, you know... I'm not saying you've got small nuts, just saying that... You know, or a great oak. Yeah, or that you're nuts, <laughs> but just that, you know... It's a... <laughs> I've got pretty good nuts Have going you? on. Well, <laughs> not the oak, but the nuts yeah. are But there. you could plant a couple of oaks. Yeah, well, hey, you know, and we, I think we have done with this with this <clears throat> Oscar Wants a Sausage thing. Well, you've got to bear in mind that the, when we first sort of talked about it, it was always just... I mean, the whole concept was to capture the kind of funny moments we had together wasn't it, with our friends, like the day after hungover, those conversations, yeah. and then kind of actually working with the idea and realising, you know, with, with kind of structure and a few kind of ideas that can reoccur, you can actually kind of get an interesting mm. show which is not just about, you know, doing the, doing the dick and fart joke all the time. Yeah. You can have a bit of intellectual content. Not not with, uh, not that we're certainly not above. Well, this is a record level. of us learning sort of how... What Oscar wants a sausage is, and you know we we are sort of trying to sort of loosely get a format out of it or something that sort of s s people can understand. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You need a language of structure. You know, there's a mm. reason that successful shows have a bit of structure, and then so we went with this idea of you know we have a different guest on our friends, and they would all have their own sort of particular topic or field that we discussed with them and obviously going back to it it's halloween yep yep i <clears> thought <throat> you'd be a great guest to have on you know and we talk a bit about you know sort of spooky shit okay well that sounds of that yeah can i throw you a question now chuck it my way do you believe in ghosts 
Um, I'd first say I don't necessarily believe in anything. Um, I've gone over this in my head just recently about the whole concept of belief, and um, I don't know if it's practical to really believe in things. (laughs) I thought he was going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I'm not saying that the ghosts don't exist. Um, and certainly I, yeah, I've, in my experience, I'd say I've, I've met a few, um, uh, probably, probably in body and out of body really. Yeah. Have you had, a, have you ever had any real sort of spooky moments, spooky stuff? Yeah, many, many. Um, uh, I mean, I was really interested in ghosts and that sort of thing when I was quite, quite a bit younger. I, I, I wouldn't confess to being so interested in discarnate entities now in that sense um but uh when i was younger i uh i think it was when i was around the sort of my teenage years i really actually wanted to contact some some ghosts in fact i did frequent graveyards with my other peculiar friends um i suppose as you do when you're Mm. a teenager um on uh, various substances and um uh yeah and there was one I was actually working in a pub one day. I remember one particular ghost experience I had, and I was like a kitchen porter. Uh, yeah, sort of just doing the washing up mm. and that kind of thing. And uh, as usual, it sort of got to the end of the night, and everybody had um, finished, and I was the last one there standing, just kind of like doing the dishes and all alone in this enormous kitchen, which is a really old place in, in Wellington, New Zealand. And uh, while I was there... Doing the dishes, I was kind of like popping dishes back in the right place. And uh, uh, at one point, I, I walked across and I, I dropped a, a, a dish down uh, under the counter. And I, just as I was walking across, I sort of looked down, and there was sort of, as I looked down, there was this doorway which led into the office uh, through the kitchen. And, and I swear I saw like somebody move through the doorway, and it was just really weird. Mm. But they, the light didn't turn on. Because I stood there for a moment, waiting for the light to turn on, and the light just didn't turn on. So I, I just kind of, there was there was something weird about it. Like the moment I saw it, I just thought oh, that's a bit a bit odd. Anyway, I, I kind of just finished off my washing and everything, and came downstairs to have a drink with the rest of the staff. And while I was down there, I sort of said, "Yeah, yeah you know, who came up here a moment ago?" Because they didn't turn the light on in the office, and they all just sort of sat there, dead silent for a moment, looked at each other, and said my God, we were actually sitting down here listening to somebody walk around the top of the office just now, uh, yeah. trying to figure out who that was. Yeah. Shit. When they thought it was you? Or well, no, they, they they just... strangely enough, they didn't sort of think... Of, I mean, maybe they could hear me sort of mucking around the kitchen. So yeah. uh, that was that was one of my first sort of ghost... Ex- I quite like ghost experiences like that, um, specifically because there's a, a secondary... Uh, Somebody else there to kind of verify, yeah, right, you know. Right. Um, but the, yeah, that was one of the one of the first spooky, spookyish sort of ones I, I've got. But I've got another one if uh, if you want me to tell tell it to you yeah. at some point. Yeah. What now or? Uh, yeah. Well, is it is it is it scary? Yeah. Well, it's just spooky. Um. Uh, yeah. And I'm, you don't I'm, get scared by sort of paranormal activity. I have been I have been scared in the past but I'm I'm less and less scared I've sort of built up a kind of tolerance for it I think as these experiences have gone on and I th- I think a kind of philosophy towards it um because I think a lot of this thing about think these things about ghosts and uh poltergeists and everything our fear comes from really not understanding what's going on and 
that's connected a lot to our own fear of death, mm. our own mortality. And when uh, I think when you sort of slowly start to really consider what what may or is going on, maybe going on with with spirits or discarnate entities, there's a it kind of takes out some of the fear factor with it. Um, and I tend to really feel a, a sort of compassionate feeling towards uh, entities or beings which are without bodies uh, that happen to be visiting us at this time. Because often, um, like us, I think they suffer. And um, in some ways it would seem miraculous to them, I'm sure, if suddenly these to us, to, well, to them, we probably seem like ghosts. Mm. And it would seem miraculous to them if we were to reach through the sort of the mirror and give them a helping hand, you know. Um, it would be, a, yeah, it would be kind of kind of strange for them. So I kind of try and try and like to be a, a helpful hand with, with, uh, with ghosts. Do you, um, what's your kind of feelings about where ghosts come from? Because if I was, you know, traditionally, maybe you know, people would say ghosts were, Kind of human beings who have died and mm. gone into a habit, but you're talking about how they're just as kind of scared as almost we we are. So, yeah, but it, if they're, if they're of kind of human origin, mm-hmm. could it could it not be kind of argued that they would already have an awareness of the paranormal ghosts, and then they're just experiencing it? You know what maybe they heard about in their childhood, the kind of ghost stories type thing. Yeah, I su- uh, um I suppose I think I would sort of think about them. It, in a, in a way that, with a sort of sense of diversity in terms of perspective that that we've got. I mean, it, all of us in this room now will probably all have quite different perspectives on even something like the paranormal. Mm. And I think the same would go for discarnate entities. You know, you've, you've got some that are going to be unhappy, you've got some that are going to be generally okay, some who are going to be looking for something or hungry or driven by maybe some trauma they experienced just before they died or all, mm. all kinds of things. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's, it's a big, big sort of realm of possibility. I've got a ghost at the moment. You've got a ghost? Yeah. Um, when I go to my parents now, you know, Oscar's gone. The yeah, dog. yeah. Yeah. The one who started it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know the dog. Um, I sometimes, it's normally when I'm upstairs and I go downstairs... <laughs> I hear him walking about because his claws used to yeah. just scrape on the kitchen floor, and right. I can hear it sometimes. Wow, wow! And Do you not think that's kind of in your head? You've you lived no, in no, house because I'm hearing it. No, but do you not think that you're kind of telling yourself? I remember you, you're like subconscious. You're saying when I used to be up here on my own when my parents were out, I used to hear the dog walking about, kind of like a homely feeling. Like when you go back to like somewhere you spent so much time, you kind of all these sounds and emotions and memories kind of kind of come flooding back. Um, well, perhaps that is a, that is what ghosts are. Possibly then, but then that would kind of say, I, I would argue, then you know, ghosts are in your own head. You know, they're kind of more you you create the ghost because it somehow it fixes you in where you are in time and reality, rather than actually being visited by like a you know a spirit outside of kind of standard humanity. That's not necessarily Oscar visiting you; that's you bringing forward memories. Maybe I don't know. What do you think? Um, was that simplistic? Is no, that... no. Uh, look, I, th- you know, I, th- I think uh, we're all entitled to uh, try and make sense of these things, and uh, at whichever way we can. I, I, I do think we live in a paradigm at the moment which has, uh, for the last several thousand years, actually suppressed the knowledge um, amongst the general masses and people of external entities, mm-hmm. and so it would seem to 
uh, and, you know, especially in the age of science that we're in now, it tends to sort of go by the philosophy of, oh, well, if you, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. Mm, right. Yeah. Um, and that obviously is not really particularly scientific. It's just, I mean, science has its ability to measure things within a certain reach, but it doesn't, can't measure everything at the moment. Mm. And as, as science develops, you know, we, we gain new ways of picking up evidence. Got an but, example of yeah. this. Uh-huh. This is this is a weird one for you, right? Okay. Uh, went to Wales the other weekend with my girlfriend and my mate Dave. Uh, do, what, that, no. Oh, Am mate I? Dave. Good yeah. old Dave, you know. Yeah, I know Dave. And Dave, Dave's normally the driver. That's what Dave does for a living. Dave's the driver, so you always trust Dave. He can drive and, you know, we're driving. But this time, right, it was my turn to drive. I said, Dave, I'll drive down there. I've got to drive Jan down there. Why don't you come down for the day? We went and saw a load of motorbikes, and um, there was this event on. Yeah, no, that's um, And uh, <laughs> I didn't think the motorbikes were riding themselves, unless that's the story. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a scary thing, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? They were just all these riding. motorbikes on the motorway, just Explain free, free riding. Well, <laughs> but, remote uh, control cars have got a lot better since I was a kid. But no, but well, like technology comes into this, right? Okay, yeah. you ready for this, right? I was telling Dave on the way back, Jan had picked up her car, so she wasn't in the car now, and we'd driven off into the night, because I'm a bit of a boy racer, you know what I'm like. Bit of boy talk. Gone, right? Right. And I've got a tape deck in the car, right? So we couldn't play any CDs or anything, but you know, I've got my little iPod shuffle, mm. right? And I've got the um, iTrip thing, so you can tune it into the radio and you listen to your tracks, and I put it on a shuffle, right? I have... Over 3,000 songs on my iPod, right? And I told Dave, I said, the other day, right, I really wanted to hear this song, right? And it's um, the gentleman from The Doors. He's dead, isn't he? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison, right? Do you remember he released a record? And I was drawn to this on the internet for some reason, but there was a record which came out (coughs) post... What do you call it when he's after he's died? Posthumously posthumously, right? And the band wrote music for some spoken word oh. poetry that he'd written. Right. And it's called and and uh Fat Boy Slim sampled it for a dance record. Oh did it? I, I, yeah, uh, I knew that's Jim Morrison. I knew I knew Jim Morrison recorded a lot of poetry. I didn't know that they right. well, the I've rest got, of the band. I've got the original track on my iPod. I've also got the Fat Boy Slim record where he sampled it, right? right. I've also got the live version where he plays it on Brighton Beach. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear the Brighton Beach live recording, right, the, the live album track. And it came on. And it came on, right? Dave didn't want to hear it, but I said I did that with my mind. I, tell, I told him he was... We were having a great day until that happened. I told him, listen, I did that with my mind. He said... Let's let's just agree to disagree, and mm. it took about ten minutes of silence and driving before he started talking to me again because he just didn't want to accept it. <sighs> we start talking again, and that song came on, the live <laughs> version from Brighton Beach again, right? Three thousand songs—that's not a coincidence, is it? Mm, yes, <laughs> I can see the air of scepticism <laughs> coming over. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say it's. I don't think there's any coincidences. I mean, for a start, so yeah, I think we um, we we see coincidence where we want to see it, but it's uh, based on 
the illusory belief that things are separate in this world and disconnected. Um, I mean, we were maybe the about... meaning of the connection between the two or could be in debate. Mm. Um, but, but the music yeah. thing—you were talking about music earlier and how mu- how important music is. Yeah, and you right. were saying this. Yeah, yeah. And I needed to hear that track, and it happened. But you could have, if you needed to hear the track, and another track came on, you would have just you could have just skipped along to it, couldn't you? What, yeah, what, what? Three thousand songs. Yeah, but then uh, you know, I've got, I've got like, just an iPod Shuffle which hasn't got a screen on anything, so I load it up with music, kind of, mm. you know, every, every time I take it back and plug it in. So I never really know what's on there. I can choose what I want to put on these things. But if I know there's a track on there out of the kind of hundred and twenty tracks or so it holds, yeah, I, I fancy listening to it. I have to scroll through each one. Now, to speed this process up, if it's an album, I can just sort of press it ten times. I know I'm going to get pretty much past the whole album. But sometimes. You mm-hmm. just kind of hit lucky, and or I think you just hit lucky, and you scroll on through, and you think, "Well, I really want to hear that track," and bang, you hit it, yeah, and, that, and that's is. the one that comes on. Right. Um, but I wouldn't put that down to any kind of external influence, other than kind of just pure. You know, I've sure. got, I've got a one is- in a hundred. Okay, one in a thousand final chance, but it's still, there's still a chance. And what you were saying about how like science can't prove everything. Yeah. I was, I did kind of like biology and chemistry that's the kind of level I went to mm. and it was we were never taught that science was ever right it was, science is never 100% it's well, only uh, ever kind of gets to a point where right. you keep you perform the same experiment so many times that you, you become able to predict the most likely result yeah. and obviously you, uh, half of science is all about anomalies and like disproving anomalies or explaining anomalies and you know every time we wrote a report yeah. you always had that little bottom bit you know the anomaly what happened you know, potential reasons well, why, etc. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think that's uh, that's really a reflection of true science. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't say, that, however, the attitude which goes along often uh, with the sort of scientocracy that we live in at the moment necessarily reflects that basic tenet. That there's a, it's almost like it's sort of reached a, a kind of a dogmatic assumption that if it can't be if it can't be proved or it can't be measured, uh, then it doesn't exist. And uh, that's really what I would challenge as opposed to the true basis of science, which is just to investigate and to find mm. ways of understanding things. Right. Another weird one. Yeah? Yeah. Have you ever gone to the loo for a number two, right? Yes. And you've ended Had up with a massive dump, <laughs> yes. right? You knew the earth shook, you know, this was one of those ones this was a really deep... rewarding. That sounds like a number four. <laughs> yeah, it's just... For a moment where right. the, the, the bells are ringing. It's relief, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you wipe, yeah. clean away. You wipe again, just to check, clean away. Three times lucky, nothing. You then look down the bowl, there's nothing there. Oh. No... It's what I call a ghost poo. <laughs> I have never, ever had that experience. I've had that more than once. Like that, and I've maybe they're to maybe you... they're sort of swimming up the tube and sort of hiding from you. Sure, it's yeah. not so heavy; it's just flushed itself. I, I, but there would be some evidence that it yeah, existed. Of course. Well, yeah, of course. But I, I, I've had the whole experience. I don't. So maybe I it think... got sucked into another dimension, a planet just full of your missing poos. Who knows? Uh... You sure you just didn't fart? <laughs> no, sure you know, it just wasn't like a great big. I'm telling you, you you hear it, you know, you feel it, you. Well, if you if you if you know like how a toilet works, it's obviously when you throw if you threw a bucket of water down, it would flush. You wouldn't necessarily have to pull the flush. So if you if you don't have like a working 
kind of flush system on your toilet. You could just, I've been in a house where it's been built. I mean, I'm sure your dad would probably know the summit for a while. Um, and you just have a bucket of water full of water and then you refill it because <clears> you pour it down yeah. and then naturally flushes the water because as right. more water goes in, it displaces and then it goes down the tube. So if you really were shitting lead, you know, and that thing hit the water, there is, it could almost just flush itself. Still a bit weird though, isn't it? It's a bit weird how your shit would get to that consistency. To be honest, I don't know what you were eating that week. Whether you were, I don't know what what you were doing. Maybe it was a lot of Guinness or something that's just gone in there, and you got a lot of iron. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's. But that would be my reasoning behind. Me. If someone said to me, "Oh, this is a bit, this is a bit weird," you know, I had a poo, couldn't see it. Yeah, I'd say, well, more than likely, it's gone as it's gone down. It's well, displaced well, the water and come we, up. Yeah, we never know, do we? Really? But I then mean, again, you know, could yeah, be, it could have been sucked off into another. Another dimension, a sort of uh, another realm. Yeah. Have you have you ever had um, any sort of? All oh, that's a bit weird, sort of. That's what I was thinking. I mean, mm. has there been? Have you? Because one of the things I sort of get, because obviously I kind of get the feeling that you and I probably are uh, uh, looking at things from almost what might seem like a, uh, an opposing perspective. But I, I do think sometimes it's. It is. It's a question of actually having experienced something mm. that just, just absolutely. Mm, no, I'm sure. Yeah. And is there anything you've had that? Uh, well, I mean, I guess the answer, straight answer is kind of no. Um, I don't really, not not in kind of conscious thought. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had weird dreams, mm-hmm. um, which have kind of spooked you out. But then again, I just put them down to the fact that they're dreams, and I dream quite a lot. I mean, I'm quite a kind of regular regular dream and I've kind of had all sorts yeah. of weird going on but in kind of conscious thought I've never really experienced anything I've just simply couldn't find an explanation for uh, and anything which has kind of struck me as even slightly kind of peculiar or mm-hmm. anything which other people tell me that my initial first reaction is to kind of say uh, just start assembling in my mind what those potential reasons things could be sure. and I've never found anything so far beyond the realms of reality that I couldn't mm. find an explanation even if it maybe it could be tenuous but um, yeah, sure. No, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, I, I, there was that other ghost story I had that I thought mm, I might, yeah, might yeah. share with you. That uh, this is a, this this kind of really weirded me out. Uh, I was I was in um again I was in New Zealand uh, and uh, I was with a friend of mine in a. Don't sh- I'm not sure I want to go now. It's a bit scary. <laughs> you know, you know how they film Lord of the Rings and then everyone says it's yeah, brilliant over there. All these, all these ghosts going there on uh, holidays. Well, I don't think Lord of the Rings is any good reason to go to a country. And <laughs> you know, if there's all hobbits and all sorts of things wandering around the place, it's scary. Yeah, little people. The hobbits aren't me. scary. It's the, it's the big fuckers with teeth. That's what we want to be worried about. <laughs> trees walking around. Yeah, basically. is that true? Frogs? Do they have trees walking? They around? They do have some big trees. Um, cowries, they're called in New Zealand. Um, I haven't seen them walking, but uh, you never know. But yeah, anyway, your, your, story. your story, well, ghost yeah. story, yeah. So uh, sitting in this restaurant, strangely in a restaurant again, but um, this time I'm, I'm a customer and I'm uh, on a big bank of uh, on a big table with a big loads of people all around me. I've got a good friend of mine uh, beside me, and uh, I'm staying with her at the time. And uh, I've got her mother on the left of me, and then we've got a couple of other uh, friends and. Uh, yeah, while while they're sitting there, the, sort of the conversation kind of spread off as it normally would do between everybody, and I, I just found myself eating quietly, uh, just one of those spaces. And, and while I was e- eating my food, I just suddenly sort of felt from just like behind me to my left this this sort of 
presence and this voice that just whispered in my ear, "Hello." It was like it was actually kind of it's actually kind of quite quite a friendly sort mm. of hello. And I just sort of I kind of looked around to see who it was, and there was nobody there. And I was just, I was just out because I definitely heard and felt somebody like right there. And I sat there for a moment, and I looked at. Uh, my mate's mum and she was chatting away and uh, my, my uh, mate on my right hand side she was chatting to her friend and as I was sitting there suddenly my friend uh, she just inexplicably spun round looked at me and said did you just think somebody said hello to you and I said why did you say that and she, she said I don't know and I just you know, weird, it just... Mm. Well, that's weird, yeah. We were, we were all just sitting there, just going... What? Spooked out by Yeah, what was that? Do you think what an experience that? like that could make you... Can you uh, think of a rational explanation for that? Well, no, I mean, it, other than the obvious kind of, you know, you've got someone mucking around, yeah. but then, it, I mean, it's, it's largely dependent on your kind of awareness at the moment. Yeah. Um, if you're drunk, for example... Yeah. Uh, you know, it could be easy to sort of say you're well, hallucinating or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting that I was just when you said, funny enough, it was in another restaurant. And thinking back to the first one, I, I kind of wonder whether it was like the the delirium of hunger. You know, kind of whether you're so <laughs> sort of hungry and you're just in this place of food. And, and uh, food's quite evocative of kind of uh, again, it might talk about sort of when you return to someone you've been before, you know so well. It, certain smells bring back kind of. Um, you know, okay. if you're eating a food so that like you, a, you grew up with, like a hypnotic trigger, sort of. Thing, um, possibly, yeah. uh, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's obviously strange. And what makes it stranger is the fact that your friend—that's right, yeah—had uh, yeah. uh, turned around and said, did, "You know, did you just hear that?" Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I mean, my—if that was me in that situation, I would sort of then probably turn around, and try and find out if I kind of felt there was any kind of human aspect to right. who, who could have been if there was other people in the room yeah. their location was there, were there kids around for example yeah. no, do you know no, I, that, that would yeah. be my first thing to, well, was, was to that's look right, for yeah. kind of mischief yeah, um, yeah. around the place but do you think talking about the difference between sort of um, sort of individuals mm-hmm. do you think that some, some certain people are just kind of wired to be more sensitive and wired to kind of pick up on these things more or even to be kind of closer to this kind of spiritual world than others. They're, I think we've we've all got the the capability of connecting with uh, other forms of consciousness, and I I think a lot of our inability to to do it is actually more a result of our social conditioning mm. than anything, and the the world that we've probably grown up in. I think there's probably cultures out there which would find it perfectly normal, you know, to to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I, I think in the heart of every human or conscious-based life form in the universe, it has a fundamental interconnection that connect can connect with a a deeper sort of origin which connects everything else together. Mm. And as a result, we're living in a kind of holographic internet of information. It's just whether our brains or our states of mind are tuned or open to the idea that we can actually start picking up on these things on a conscious yeah. level and would you do you reckon there's any kind of way or key mm-hmm. to kind of 
you know, you say if you if you could give me a word of advice to try and make me uh, potentially more aware of these things going around me, what mm-hmm. would you suggest could be a an avenue to explore? Yeah, I I think the first thing to ever explore is to actually find out who you are and to ask yourself what is intrinsically me what mm. is what is my sen- what is my identity you know and we use this word individual uh, we we live in an age where we consider ourselves individuals and uh i actually think it's a, it's a myth yeah. uh, i don't think we are necessarily individuals as we think we are individuals. Um, even just through the course of this conversation, there's three of us here. What I'm saying is sort of going into your mind and what you're saying is going into mine and Owen's and, and we're all sort of almost in a communion of ideas and consciousness. And in that, that sense, we're actually all part of the same being and anybody listening to this right now you know and they're chatting to their friends and who they've had an argument with at work or who they've made love to the night before we're all actually in a sense just scooping in and out Mm. of each other in a sort of crazy consciousness based orgy which really has no strict definition as the word individual Mm. would sort of imply so would you would you agree or would you suggest that you believed in kind of telepathic or... Yeah, well, as I say, I, I, I don't really... I, I feel very cautious to say I believe in right, anything. Right, yeah, no, I, fair I, enough. I, I prefer to say that I, uh, through intuition I, I can you can know mm-hmm. and or, or not know. And, um, yeah, I, certainly there's no question uh, that telepathic ability is, is actually our base state. Mm. We are... It, it, rather than actually becoming telepathic we need to remember how to be telepathic i think we've all been actually uh if if we actually uh connected with our deeper nature we'd actually find that we were all telepathic already in the uh, ancient hindu great deal about it there they talk about cycles of consciousness and uh we're in the fourth cycle according to some people's perspective which is the kali yuga but in the in the first yuga the first age they talk about how humans behave with each other and they actually say that they they say that humans are completely telepathic they um they behave in a certain kind of way and as the ages go on we actually become less telepathic and we have to start writing things down and making notes mm-hmm. and this sort of thing, and eventually, uh, where we get to in this age that we're living in now, which is really the, the cusp of moving on to another one, it would seem with 2012, um, things become so individuated, so individuated, and so fragmented that um, we actually cease to connect with our fundamental uh, psychic natures, and we actually uh, begin to identify with the illusion that we're separate and that we are, in fact, individuals. So that's where we are now. So do you think, because I've, um, so I did an English literature degree, mm-hmm. we um, discussed the book by a murder called Under the Net, and uh, we were drawing some illusions between what the title meant and how it interacted with the world. And right. We're, um, one kind of theory, which is, a, I guess, a, a literary criticism theory, you'd argue at this point, would be that... Um, She's talked discussing about the net of language and how language actually is uh, a barrier, rather than right. actually opening up avenues of communication. Yeah. It actually prevents us from being able to actually communicate with each other. Because to say we we recognise one word to mean something, it's always a representation yeah. of uh, you know a brick, for example. It's, we call it a brick, but yeah. 
another that that prevents anyone else coming in with a kind of, a kind of imaginative mind seeing something and coming up with a new name for it. And yeah. as language has gone through our history and developed, yeah. um, we've also we've all become so kind of entangled in the net of language yeah. that we've, we've, we've removed any kind of sense of external thought or thinking outside of those. Was it you I was talking to about the um, sort of the idea that children can appreciate the abstract more? Uh, I think you then mentioned it to me once. As you grow older, adults need to understand facts and they need to go, oh, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a divorcee, you're... You know, whereas mm. kids can just enjoy, you know, a much more... They can just become friends with someone without actually, you know, un- understanding who they are or why they are or what they are, you know? But they just... can also fear someone without understanding them as well. I don't. I kind of have this thing where I don't think... Um, and on, on, we, we, we the same thing with cats. Yeah. Well, no, no. But do you see what I mean? Like, if, you, if I was in... Um, I used to live uh, in a shared house when I lived in Reading and... Uh, housemates, uh, brother and sister-in-law came down with me for a toddler, uh, and I came down in my dressing gown in a kind of you know well, that's morning. Scary. <laughs> and I was making a, I was making a cup of tea in the kitchen, and his parents, this Oliver, his lad's name is his parents, were in the living room, and Oliver was in his in which the front of the house, and through me was his kitchen. Right. I went there. I was in his kitchen, which was the throughway, and uh, Paul, my housemate, and Oliver came out. And he just would not walk into the kitchen while I was there. Wow. He refused. He said, no, no. And Paul was like, oh, no, it's just my you know, oh, mat or whatever. Yeah, and uh, then he kind of, he, he went back into Paul's room and I said, look, I'm not going to cause any trouble. I'm going to take my tea and I'm going to go upstairs. But I, that's not the only time I've ever felt where I haven't, kind of children have this kind of natural fear. Yeah. Now, I, I've expressed this maybe to, to friends before and they said, well, it's because you're so tall. But, you know, people are... <laughs> I'm not that tall. I'm only six foot two. I mean, I, yeah. it's not huge. I'm not, I'm not oh, a giant. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, I may not yeah, be able to stand up in this room, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I, what I'm saying is that you know, you say children don't need to worry about who people are. But I mean, children can be scared for no reason, and I don't think that I necessarily represent a kind of. Well, yeah, I guess we have to sort of ask ourselves: Is it no reason? I mean, they may have a reason for being scared mm. of you, if, if, if that's true. But it, it may not be a, it it may be a misgiven, you know. But they may have a well have a reason mm. for for being that way. Um, but in the same way that Owen's saying that they could see someone and it doesn't matter what they are, or they can just like someone, or, yeah. or have a kind of natural. Well, animals are a bit like that, isn't well, it? Well, te- they, like I'm telling you, yeah, right. Oh, there's that. I wonder if that picked up. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, cats don't like me. And, it, well, it's not that they don't like me, but ever since I was a kid, right, we went round to my parents' friend's house, and they got cats. And one of them just got on my lap and started digging his claws in. That's just and what I, cats do. I remember just trying to pick the cat up. I wasn't enjoying the claws being dug in, right? So I picked the cat up. He's literally trousers now, and not, like, about to let go easily. Mm. And I just had to just rip him off of my trousers, right? And ever since then, I just see these cats and they're looking at me and, like, I know that they're just laughing at me. They're laughing at me. We went to our, our friend uh, Steve. Um, he lives down in Devon. Me and yeah. Frog went down there. And uh, I was staying in this one room and the cat came in. 
probably the cat's room. Yeah, well, no, actually, yes. Well, that was it. I came, just I went to bed, right? And I went in there, and I was getting ready for bed, and then I see this cat in the room, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you're not getting any sleep. And yeah, every time I tried to lie down and go to sleep, he would just totally, like, just stop <laughs> clawing cats. at me and stuff like that. And I'm just like, dude, I just want to go to sleep now, please. In the end, I had to wait until... He literally, he heard this, what I think must have been a mouse, outside the house, right, in right. the middle of the night, he just darted out. Yeah. You know what I did straight away? Shut, shut the, the door. door. <laughs> right? And then in the morning, right, I think Steve must have opened the door for some reason, the cat came back in. I thought I was going to get a couple more hours sleep, have a little line, you know, I'm on holiday when I'm down there, right? Yeah, yeah. Cat comes in. Oh, good morning, you thought you were rid of me. And I tell you, they know. They know cats, cats know. Cats are boreal animals though. So if that if that cat was used to having that rain or that room and that usually that being its space mm. and then all of a sudden it's got like another person, even yeah. if it was another cat, if imagine if it was another cat, it'd be going mental at it. But, y- but it's its way of sort of saying investigating what it's found that's unusual in its space, which is, you know, you. In but this what instance. you were saying about the sort of what I'll call the, say the sixth sense, right? right. If Extra, we're gonna go cheesy ex- with it, yeah. right? Okay. You're probably, I'm making an assumption here, your sort of frog is slightly more in tuned with it. Matt is a blunt instrument in this world of, you know, the power. I don't, I don't think I'm a blunt instrument. I think you could be, but, you know. Well, then you have to believe in the fact that you can be tuned. Or, or that's, that's, I'm telling or, you. And maybe you've got to have an experience that will yeah, just yeah. absolutely dumbfound Cats you. Cats know? and dogs, right? Cats and dogs. At most animals, they they're on another plane, mm. man. They mm. just know shit. Mm. You know, I think. Um, but then they're it's sen- weird. Their uh, standard senses are a lot higher, or certain senses for them are a lot higher than us. Like, sort of like hearing, for example. But you know, we're using talking, and it's really primitive. They they like I I I say to someone if if you're having trouble with your marriage or something, get a dog because they're like the 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 greatest sort of. Uh, what would what you call it? What, what do they go to when they have a problems? Marriage counsellor. Yeah, the greatest... I, I swear, Oscar worked so hard to keep our family <laughs> together and just really happy. And yeah. he was just like this sort of love um, entity, But you, you know? You could argue that he was just kind he, of like diverting your attentions from perhaps what was going on in the room to him. There he you beca- go, trying he, to explain it. But he beca- right. he becomes like a way of... Almost not facing up to what you need to talk about because it's a, well instead of having this conversation with two people in a room, dog or play with a dog because he can't he's not going to argue back. Although Oscar but could, he's so aware, <laughs> he was so aware of what was going on in the house. Like if my parents have an yeah, argument, yeah, like no, that. Well, the animals do and become not, very. He very, doesn't understand what they're saying. You know they don't understand. But they pick what up they pick up kind of emotions in rooms. They pick up pitch. They're they're, they're hearing so tuned. They can pick up pictures of voices. How it's different if it's higher, if it's lower, if it's kind of shrieking. I mean when we. We had a, a Labrador um, growing up, and when we got a cat, a kitten, for the first sort of um, couple of days, the dog was really put out about this. And people were talking to the cat, and the kitten was new, the kitten was exciting, it was doing different things. We all, I remember I was sit, sitting on the sofa, and the cat was just in the room. And uh, Barley, the dog, just never really did this before, jumped up on the sofa mm. and just lay across like all our laps as much <laughs> as he could, just spread himself out, almost like to say, Blimey. do you know what? Oh. I'm here. I'm still here, guys. You know, I'm, oh. I'm getting on a bit, but I'm still, I'm still here. So 
Oh, Give gross. me a stroke for a change. And and you know, we kind of him and the cat kind of got on quite well because he was an old dog and a cat, and it was a young cat. And I think that's they, they say that's quite a good common way to have uh, rather than have an old cat, young dog. Um, it's quite good because the cat's exploring, the dog kind of a bit more tolerant in that age. And they got on really well. Completely. <laughs> Do you remember that advert? No. The cat and the dog, and the cat kisses the dog and stuff. No. It's an old advert from the eighties, and they cuddle up by the fire. No, I, I don't that. remember. But I, yeah, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. I got, you got that sense from these, oh. uh, um, you know. And I think it's the animals become very sort of sensitive to their surroundings, which is why you know they're territorial as well. So they know when things come in. They they know when a mouse is kind of in their garden, you know, and then and they they kind of their natural instincts to try and explore and remove until they come across a bigger lump like you. In which case, they just try to go sleep on you. See, when when uh, when Frog first came round to the house and met Oscar, yeah, what did he do, Frog? Do you um, remember? Did he try and hunt me or something? Yeah, yeah. I think that they, sounds like Oscar. He just went. <laughs> he just went. This guy. Right. God, he smells good. <laughs> <laughs> he just went for him. Like, and he never did that. He never really sort of, you if know. If I don't spunk in this guy's shoe for the time <laughs> yeah. he gets out of here, my, my work here is not done. Yeah, yeah I was greatly fond of Oscar. He was, he was nice, such a, like, I, he I mean, a nice guy. Yeah. I, I don't know when you got him, but I, I mean, I knew you before you had him. And I used to come round. And then there was definitely like, kind of like a change in that house when that dog came. Like, mm. he was. He was just a guy, you know, and yeah. he just kind of used to chap. He used to like spending time with the boys. He was just another boy, wasn't he? Yeah. And he'd come in. If, he, if there was something going on, we used to sit in your games room, you know, mucking around. And he he, he would try and get in, wouldn't he? He'd be like, yeah. what's going on in there, you know? Oh, and so he was that. aware, you know, and although he wasn't speaking uh, I, in his I in, in like, language, you know, like we understand it. Or, or sort of starting this sort of quest to do films and now multimedia stuff and writing stories and scripts and balls. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think he, he, he played a big part in starting it all. Right. And right. I, you know, before you, we started doing this recording tonight, you didn't really get what was going on. Do you get that Oscar wants the sausage now? Do you know? What I mean? Do you know what I mean? Uh, is it? It's sort of tributes to Oscar in, in a way. I mean, it, it, if you listen to them, just the the word, the the phrase Oscar wants a sausage, it sounds potentially a. A little bit of some sexual undertones going on there. Well, everybody loves a sausage, oh, eh? And everyone loves an undertone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'll yes, tell you what happened to, uh, you know, uh, I'll call it last weekend. Right? Yeah, all right, right. Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what I got up to, right? And this is keeping in tune with the old Halloween stuff. And mm-hmm. I guess this could be the video, you know, if we work it all Fuse it all together. Everything goes to plan. Right. Um, I went to uh, the 2008 uh, World Zombie Day in right. London. Mm. And basically what it was, was um, the event took place all over the world and starting at the same time everywhere, people took to the streets. Oh, I uh, this. At yeah. certain meeting points in London, it was Marble Arch and they went on a march all dressed as zombies. It looked amazing, right? And, uh, yeah, I went up there and took the video camera and did my roaming report a bit because that's yeah. one of my other sort of fun little things that I'd like to do, get involved in. So come and watch uh, YouTube forward slash Oscar Wants a Sausage. We've got the video up there now, hopefully. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we went up there and we saw these people. Fantastic. And what it was about, all about, is um, they were raising money for um, this homeless uh, charity, right? 
Well, the charity's not homeless, but people... No, I got that. But to, you know... Well, all over the world, the same charity? Uh, I don't know or if it was, it was all... No, 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 because I think it was UK exclusive. I, I brought the research with me that... There you go, you can read. And um, it was fun, and, uh, you know, Mark was there. Baker the Mark. Baker the Mark. Yeah, he was uh, He was dressed in a, in his PJs. And his dressing gown, and he was all zombied up. St. Mungo's is the charity. St. Mungo's, right, and they're a homeless charity. <clears throat> uh, if you want to donate some money, you just go to www.justgiving.com forward slash World Zombie Day London. And, uh, you he's can, doing uh, the plug-in bit. That's good. You can uh, uh, donate some money to the website. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, I got an interview uh, with a couple of people down there. And that was the funny thing. I've got a video up just a little teaser mm. I met one of the zombies I was chatting to him and I said can you plug the website and I said it's oscarwantsasausage.com and you could hear as soon as he heard it he was just like brilliant he went Oscar wants a sausage <laughs> I went yeah you know he's like, so he did it and so you know that's that's our little hook you yeah know? it sounds nice doesn't it yeah it did I like, I like the name yeah and it's because you know and it, and it was like it means something to, on all levels because like you say you know you, you, you hear that you kind of think maybe some sexual yeah. undertones there yeah um, some people hear it just think it's just kind of a bit out there but it actually means something to us which I think is kind of well, certainly what a lot means a lot to you because that it's like the, the frog dog's a bit part, yeah it's like kind of almost a part of your identity is um, a sort of frog. a certain mythology yeah yeah and uh, you know you become you take on those kind of yeah aspects of that name and what perhaps that represents yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of interesting what you were saying earlier about the um that the, the language is sort of uh in uh what how, what were you saying? It was that that it it was a uh, it's kind of a barrier against a barrier, understanding that's rather right. than no, allowing us to communicate. Yeah, and I thought that was quite an interesting sort of comment because uh, sort of pulling it back to yeah uh, sort of the the Halloween issue and you know this kind of connects in with religious beliefs and beliefs in mm. general. And you could you could sort of look at religion or politics or a number of things. In fact, you could probably in a, I I could say you, you could almost apply it to all uh, observable reality that um, everything that we're observing, every phenomenon that we we're observing, is really just a symbol of uh, an interconnected um, uh, sort of cooperation of so many multitudes of infinite numbers of events that are all coming up into this one. Observable, observable phenomenon, but really, at the end of the day, we're just looking at the iceberg and the, the mm. tip of the iceberg uh, sticking out of the water. Whereas deep below it is the the, the major, you know, the sort of uh, substance of, of where it comes from. So, say with language, it's 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 uh, it's symbolic. It sort of uh, distracts us almost from the deeper truth. And there is a um, a, a phrase that I've sort of picked up on recently, which is sort of refers to the finger pointing at the moon and you know all language is, is in a sense the finger pointing at the moon when you look when you point to the moon you don't look at the finger you look at the moon mm. that's the from finger enter the dragon point... say again it's from enter the dragon oh is, that, is it an is enter it? the dragon don't concentrate on the finger or you miss all the heavenly glory ah very good isn't that a computer game Enter the Dragon. Oh, or is no, it no, no. Bruce, Enter the Bruce Dragon Lee's is film. Bruce Lee's lost oh, movie. Right, okay. It's a big Hollywood movie. Mm. And, um, yeah, he he was he was a cool guy. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, he had a bit of a spooky thing yeah, with his he son. And, well, his, well, he died like, in a... Death by unex- Misadventure. That's what they called it. Bruce Lee died in a kind of unexplained 
incident. Well, he, he he went to the doctors like the week before. That's how the story goes. And he said, "Listen, you are amazing. You've got the body of like a nineteen-year-old." And he was thirty-two or something. Uh, and the way they've explained it is, he, I mean, there's some sort of thing. He might have been not with his wife that night, and he was smoking cannabis, and he had um, an allergic reaction to cannabis. And, uh, I mean, there's loads of conspiracy theories. Yeah, right. But, like, uh, it, what's really eerie, right, is you've got to see this unfinished movie. There's this one movie where they've got this other guy to play him and they finish the movie. But if you, you can now... They found extra scenes for it. And it would make a great computer game, but it was all about... He had this concept that he was coming up with, and he, he was he was going places with all this stuff. You know, he's a big, deep thinker into philosophy, and, he, you know, he created martial arts movies that we know today, you know? So mm. God knows where he'd be now, you know? He'd be beyond the Matrix, you know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Jackie Chan. And, uh, yeah, there's this one movie, I think it's called Game of Death, and he has to fight different styles fighters all the way up on these all these levels right, until he okay. gets to a cream abdul jabbar the tall basketball player guy and yeah it, and who uh, was in end of the dragon and he sort of learns uh i don't think no kareem isn't in that oh, isn't but uh, he learns that um you know although they're all different styles you have to sort of be like um you got to be like bamboo. You got to be flexible. Mm. There's also some other analogy about being like. So I guess water. the core, the cause is the core's always there. You just have to having to adapt your yeah. what you can use. And he, you know, it was just a wild concept. And and then there was this weird bit. So when he beats that boss, yeah, there's this. You know, it's filmed in a studio, I think, but it's a pagoda, and so you've got the different levels going up. Mm-hmm. And that there's a whole. He realizes that the guy is sensitive. His eyes are sensitive. He's wearing shades, so he gets rid of the shades, and then he starts punching holes in the uh, sort of paper so, windows so to let the him. light in. And that's how he beats him. And so the, there's just a white light coming through. And then after he's beaten him, he hears a voice outside the room saying, "You know, you've not. You know, you're not finished yet. You have to face us outside, right?" right? Mm. And so he leaves the room to go back down. That's the last bit he filmed. Wow. And so he went out into the white light. Wow. And mm. I think that's like really, I'm not sure that's the last thing he shot, but it's just like really sort of eerie. And, and it's almost amazing that the film is like that in its entirety. Now, mm. You know, I much prefer watching that to watching what they made of it with the other actor and you know all credit to him you know he did his best but it was just bizarre you know to have this voice and you know it's a bit weird isn't it mm-hmm. Bruce Lee eh uh, we're going to have to roll on with the uh, composition time guys oh, we were uh, yeah, yeah. fast approaching shall time. I do the my thing I'll go like this this is my thing competition time do you like that? Yeah, that's good. That's my new jingle thing that I do now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's competition time, and what we do is we 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 like to give away our shit. So one man tra- one's man one man's trash, another man's treasure, right? Yeah. Okay. So, frog, why don't you tell us what this 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 week's uh, 
uh, competition prize is? Well, somewhere upstairs, I think stuck under my bed somewhere, <laughs> is a is a, a box set or a three box of three videos trilogy, well, a trilogy of Star Wars. But it's missing one video, so it's really just a. It's three videos minus one, which is two videos in a in a box set. And Good uh, sums, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I but you're not you're not sure off the top of your head which one is missing. I don't know missing. which one's missing. So you could be missing the beginning, the middle, or the end. Yeah, but they're all um, great movies, aren't and they? And if you so haven't seen yeah. Star Wars on it, video, on video. <laughs> It could be quite an interesting... Uh, well, I don't know how many people yeah. these days will have actually seen Star Wars on video. Well, that's no. weird. Like, um, you know, my girlfriend, Jan, she'd never seen any Star Wars. And so I did the test with her. And I took her and made her watch Phantom Menace, then oh, Episode 2, then Episode 3, then A New Hope, then Empire. You did and it chronologically. We never, we, yeah, chronologically. We never got round to Return of the Jedi. So she's just she's just happily left it. With Han Solo frozen in carbonite and everything's <laughs> fucked, and she just can't be bothered. And Luke just finding out whose father is. Now. Yeah, I, I would have been. Like, no. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. What Does he find out the thing happened? Uh, you know, but Star Wars is gone. What's the question? Have you got a question? Oh god, I didn't ask. I didn't know we had a question. <laughs> we do, oh, you got to have a question, otherwise, how do they win the competition? Ah, uh, uh, oh. first thing that pops into your head—that's what we go for. That sounds a bit rude. It can be if you well, want. Depends, <laughs> depends what's, what's in your head. From. What's the first thing that pops into your head in the morning? Yeah, um, <laughs> is that the question? <laughs> okay, the there question. you go. We've got it. We've got it. All right. All right. The question is: to win the Star Wars trilogy box set on VHS minus one. Minus one. We don't know which one, but that's the surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, the question is: what's the first thing that pops into your head in the morning? And you just have to email oscarwantsasausage at gmail.com or contact us via our MySpace page or the YouTube or whatever, you know, just find us. You know, we're online. Did anybody actually get, uh, win one of your Well, no, look, this is episode five now and we haven't been contacted once. <laughs> but one of the, one of the, one of the, uh, the only rule is you don't, you have to be a stranger. Yeah, Otherwise our friends would just win everything. You can't be a yeah, right. We've got two listeners what, and they what, were just giving what we stuff do away. There's a rollover on episode 10. <laughs> right, okay, what if no one wins? If no one wins we anything. We just do a grand question. We do and one, one, we one get a whole lot of rubbish. Well, the back <laughs> catalogue is signed Hollyoaks calendar from 2007. Right? We weren't sure, six or seven. We've got a Karate Kid box set on VHS. We've got uh, eight, mile. eight Mile on DVD. And a, and a watch that tells time in binary. I mean, they're pretty good prizes. And then <laughs> yeah. Star Wars now, you know? And still, we well, you know, who knows? Maybe this time someone might, you know, question again. Uh, what's the first thing that pops into your head in the morning? Pretty easy. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we will be checking your answers. And we have to come round and find out first early on one weekend. Yeah. Well, maybe we shouldn't say that. They might put them off. Yeah, we won't. We won't around. really. We just. Well, we could do. It depends. We're too busy recording this to go round. Yeah, we got things. I've oh, got back catalog. Oh, and watch the video, by the way. My report from London on World Zombie Day 2008 in association with uh, Saint mm, Mungo's Saint Mungo's charity. There you go. Yeah. So that was a. What did you think of Oscar Wants a Sausage episode five? Yeah, it was kind of an interesting experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. Where it goes, I'd like to. Uh, Will you yeah, come back quite, again? I'd definitely come back again. I'd like if I'm if he'd have me back again. Of course. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I, I th- think you've been a grand old guest. Mm. 
Thank you. I really enjoyed it. It was good, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, the very. Yeah, good. I'd like to. Um, it's nice yeah. to sort of, you know, be like, hear, hear some different opinions sometimes because I guess some of our friends are a bit like minded towards us. More <laughs> <laughs> a bit one track minded, yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to do the outro, Frog? Yeah, uh, uh, we sometimes get the guests to just do the, you know, do the just, signing off bit. Just sum up. You know, put 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 yeah. the name of the podcast in it. Episode five, maybe the Halloween special. Okay. And you know, then your bit, maybe your message to whoever listens. To yeah. This. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Can I can I just do a free wheel for a moment? Yeah. And then. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Okay. Well, uh, this is Planet Frog here, uh, with uh, the guys from Oscar Wants a Sausage, and uh, we're signing off right now. And uh, I'm I'm sort of uh, uh, here in this bizarre opportunity to actually free wheel for a moment so i'm just going to sort of uh send some love and light out to the rest of the species and i don't mean just the human species because we need to stop thinking in terms of just rigidifying ourselves in terms of singular identities but really take on board you know all manner of consciousness which is rippling its way out through the universe so this is going right to the ends of the cosmos at the moment just sending some good vibrational rainbow feelings out there you know what i mean and uh hope you're all well and hope you'll tune in again to oscar wants a sausage love and light over and out cheerio cool <laughs>